0: You. Yeah. Yeah. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains the hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born,
1: born,
0: The Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend Paths of Grand Wizardry Written, produced, arranged
1: and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records UK Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing Kyle Owens for Impact Records Fresh Air Management I now give you The Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter 24. The high-functioning Blaze touched down in a secluded area behind the park where Gushman Intermediate School was located. Cypher sat idle before Blaze's intricate control panel and took one long inhalation of open air, filling his teenage lungs to capacity while dealing with the stomach-wrenching anxiety over the altercations that lay ahead. The BBF medallion began to release calculated spurts of vibrating pulsations while assuming a blinding, high-hued red glow. It's reacting to your heart palpitations and blood pressure. The medallion is detecting a sense of nervousness and anxiety in you. And now revealed Watchdo confirmed from the onboard interactive screen. Well it ain't lying. I'm straight bugging out over this situation. I'm trying not to get bodied at this event. You feel me? returned a justifiably concerned cypher as he clutched the glowing medallion. I can dig it. We all had those first-time jitters, even the Grand Master. Just take it light and chill out. Follow the direction of what's put in your mind and heart by the connecting spirit of the Black Five Tribe as they communicate to you through the medallion. Everything will work out, a reassuring watch dude communicated before departing from the screen. Cipher remained seated atop the cab's floating chair as he took several seconds to calm his frazzled state. Wanna flow? You gotta show, he commented to himself, reciting one of Rashawn's famous signature philosophies. He reached for his magic, apparatus filled BBF backpack before finally gathering the courage to exit the secure cab ablaze. As he scurried across the open asphalt toward the park, he could hear the collective joy of the hip-hop celebrating crowd. This served as a comforting confirmation that feedback and his crew hadn't arrived on scene as of yet. He figured that the exploitation of the time in this instance could quite possibly work to his benefit. An assessment of landscape, crowd size, and leverage points would prove to be useful. The perusing crowd was overcome with glee. From the lyrical freestyle and graffiti contest to the cut-mastering DJ and breakdancing competitions, the patrons were provided with a barrage of fun-filled, non-violent displays in the name of the very same culture that they all claimed affiliation to. Cipher too, was excited over what he saw. A sense of comfort and belonging exuded from the depths of his soul. As a result of his overwhelming enjoyment, his initial plans of survey and tactical planning were accidentally abandoned. Several minutes had elapsed before Cipher returned to the realization that he was there in a protective capacity and not as a patron. He affixed his sight upon a ladder that connected to an elevated arch platform over one of the portable stages. He figured that the position could quite possibly provide the needed vantage point to pinpoint the entrance of the HHD clan into the park. As he trotted over to the ladder, he was bumped by what he thought was nothing more than a hurried patron, "'Man, homie, my bad. You all right?' inquired Cypher, even though he was well aware that the mishap was no fault of his own. The young man stood speechless with his back to Cypher, and the rapid rising and deflation of his back muscles and shoulders suggested he was breathing extremely hard. Hey, yo! I asked you if you were straight?' inquired Cypher again as he closed the gap between he and the young man before tapping him on his shoulder from behind. To Cypher's surprise, the young man aggressively turned around to reveal the face of a Hugoil. The hybrid crouched down on all four of its human extremities and bounced up and down in fits of rage. Thick strands of acidic green-colored fluid leaked in massive amounts from every orifice on its face and made a sizzling gurgle upon connecting with the ground. The crater-faced Hugoil continued its violent expressions as it shook its head from side to side, causing a strand of the acidic green fluid to leap from its mouth and land on the surface of Cypher's black fatigue pants. In no time at all, the wretched substance ate through the cotton material, leaving behind an exact hollow pattern that matched the shape of the sludge that previously held court. As Cypher jumped back in reaction to the disintegrating slime that just bored through his pants leg, a defensive thought popped back into his mind and it specifically referenced the involvement of the magical BBF chain medallion set that hung around his neck. The continuous growl of the putrid Hugoil tickled his earlobe while the squeaky clank of the hinged jaws opening and closing on his double-faced golden medallion touched upon the other. The sight of a scant metal object being forcefully thrown had now overtaken the thoughts of young Cypher. He shifted his glare from the medallion back to the position of the Hugh Goyle while attempting to deduce what his next approach would be. Shifting his focus and eyes back to the medallion, he placed an open hand under one of the face's mouths to catch hold of a black orb that burst into a small gleaming metallic reproduction of the double face microphone that was represented on the BBF medallion. As he placed the object between his index finger and thumb, it released five stout sharpened points evenly distributed along the outer trim of the design. As depicted in his thoughts, Cipher pulled his arm back and forcefully tore it forward toward the direction of the rambunctious Hugoyle. The release of the small object ripped through the free air, all the while sparking as if it were touching upon the surface of minuscule electrodes that invisibly existed amidst the atmosphere. As it connected with the head of the oil, a short but fierce fire burst from the point of contact causing the physical presence of the being to split sheer down the middle and disintegrate into small particles of residue before hitting the ground. While the remaining residue became eroded by the drifting winds, a now vibrant red orb floated back to the position of cipher with its destination set for the source from which it came, the open mouth on the medallion. He quickly realized the dire nature of the situation, and realistically reasoned that the presence of the ugly Oil marked that feedback and his cohorts would be arriving soon, if they hadn't already. Finally arriving at the ladder, he scurried up the many rungs to arrive atop the hidden elevated platform. Watchdude, are you there? Cypher asked quietly of his b-boy guiding force as he spoke into his Viewatron. What up, what up, what up? Responded Watchdude immediately. How can I spot feedback in this crew? I'm up high over the crowd. I can see just about everything and everybody, but no feedback, returned Cypher as he peeped over the arch while attempting to remain hidden. And from a distant clear across the large park, his ears fell upon the dreadfully familiar call. Feedback's in the house. Total hip-hop destruction is about to shut your whack b in. hippity hop to the body-rocking sucker Butts stinking mouths. Cypher cringed at the now-present feedback as his eyes fell upon the HHD Collective body, making their way through the progressively splitting crowd. Never mind, I spoke too soon, continued a disappointed Cypher. Handle your business, little homie. Remember to follow the direction of our departed elders. Holler at me if you need anything. One. Returned a confident watch dude before departing from the viewertron screen. For several seconds, Cypher sat idly atop the elevated platform before the medallion began to glow and vibrate ferociously as it reacted to the progressing position of the HHD clan. The vibrating spurts were so powerful that the heavy, solid gold medallion was propelled off his chest much like a bottle cap being tossed into thin air. The mind of Cypher soon became inundated with a barrage of guiding thoughts similar to how they were communicated to him just minutes prior when he was face to face with the Boyle, "'Wanna flow? You gotta show,' he recited, enabling himself with a feeling of self-confidence while lifting himself from his hidden position. Now revealed to the crowd, Cypher glanced out over the masses to pinpoint the position and current antics of feedback. Flanking feedback's sinister profile was none other than Dahlia, a weighty disheveled Dr. Minga and now physically and technologically transformed towering HBX cyborgs. While the group held their position, the guided colossal-sized HBX models began to exercise their ill intentions by trashing the entire scene. Fully apprised to the antics of his mindless humanoids, feedback stood by, all the while cackling as if their destructive rants could constitute mere banter. It was no secret that intervention was in order for the sake of the people, Eventually, Dahlia and Feedback would both assume their positions and begin the process of turning the crowd into an army of unsuspecting pregoils. "'Yo, Feedback, what's poppin', clam? Cypher bled from his elevated position. A cascading silence rushed over the sounds of despair, and the crowd's eyes shifted up toward the direction of Cypher, as did the evil clan members. Feedback's displeasure was evident as depicted by his clenching jawbones, leaving distinct impressions upon the respective surfaces of his facial flesh. Not gonna show up, huh, mumbled an angered Feedback as he shot a burning glare at Dahlia. With a simple hunch of her petite shoulders, the vixen's suggestive response implied that although she was endowed with the capabilities of dark magic, she too succumbed to the occasional ordeal of making a mistake. Hey, little waterhead, I've got to keep it real with you. I didn't expect to see you here. I can't believe that you're still sucking wind. We were sure that we left you screwing the pooch that night at the club, confirmed feedback as he barely contained his feelings of resentment. Don't get it twisted. My tree don't shake that easy, as you'll soon come to realize, replied a confident cipher. The golden shine of his now-revealed magical BBF medallion and chain caught the setting sun's rays and created a glare that showered the onlooking crowd like a torrential rainstorm. To catch a glimpse of what seemed like a symbolically elevated entity, they sought reprieve from the powerful glare by repeatedly looking directly at the position of Cypher for several seconds, then looking away. Feedback, however, maintained his eye connection with the position of Cypher, as if his eyeballs were constructed of solar panels, eager to drain the prominent culture of hip-hop of its abundant radiance. Look at you, waterhead. You're shining like you're the last rib at a cookout. I'll tell you what, I forget that you're standing up there on that roof, trying to make a fool out of me in my camp if you just give me that chain that's hanging around that little chicken neck of yours. That's all I really want anyway. I'll even leave this whack party without touching anybody. So what up? Do we have a deal? Asked the negotiating feedback. Are you asking me to run my chain? Cypher firmly inquired. Who's running what? Returned a confused feedback. Me? Returned Cypher. What? You gonna run? Feedback asked. No! Returned a now confused Cypher. So what the heck are you talking about running for? I want that BBF chain, zapsucker. An impatient feedback returned, totally lost as a result of the recent exchange of words. All I'm saying is that you're not getting this chain, and I suggest that you leave these people so that we can continue enjoying this celebration of our culture, Cypher firmly advised. Feedback despised being denied anything that he requested, particularly when the refusal came from someone other than an adult. His impatient nature never let him get far beyond his first request before he would resort to his unforgiving death wave microphone and its magical rampage. As he clenched his jaws again, he turned to his left and right to look at Dahlia and Dr. Minga before facing forward to resume his cold stare at Cypher. One thing you should have picked up that night at the club, if nothing else, is that I'm not flexible when it comes to my requests. I've just given you an exit out of a butt lashing, and you, you just spit on it. Now it's time to split your wig. Feedback verbally burst, causing particles and strands of saliva to fall from his mouth as he displayed his disposition of ultimate anger. Suddenly, from his wide right sleeve, dropped the dreaded death wave microphone into his waiting grasp. With the simple press of a button, the spiked rubber cord became as stiff as an iron pole, and with every ounce of energy, Feedback drove the pole clear into the Earth's crust causing the ground to rumble violently. As the crowd found their stability compromised as a result of the forceful rumbles, the now levitating HHD clan remained as still as a 200-year-old Evergreen tree amidst protected forest land. Everyone, just chill. Please be easy. This is going to pass, an excited Cipher roared as he held onto a piece of the platform to maintain his balance. As the temporary instability of the foundation came to an end, the HHD clan broke from their levitation and planted their feet upon the now destroyed park surface. The shaking crowd slowly collected themselves with obvious signs of physical and mental damage present. Trickling blood, broken extremities, multiple lacerations and contusions, and even unconscious states now plagued the crowd as a result of falling debris and accidents. Hey, Waterhead, you sure you still want to rock with me? inquired a cocky feedback. You ain't saying nothing. What you think? Because you can sling that black magic? I'm supposed to be shook? Hip hop don't breed no suckers. And it don't force to none either, returned in a short cipher, as he struggled to catch his lost breath. But at that moment he found himself nearing full recovery. He felt a crushing sensation anchored upon his shoulders. To his detriment, it was one of the colossal-sized HBX cyborgs preparing to convert his human existence into a literal short-lived version of a two-part series. Luckily, to Cypher's benefit, the thoughts of defensive countermeasures begin to overtake his mind as he stood hanging mid-air while in the double-shoulder clutch of the anti-hip-hop humanoid. Systems preparing for subjects' destruction... The mindless HBX model spoke in a computer-like dialect as it confirmed its ultimate goal with reference to the newly appointed cultural savior's life. Cypher swung the bottom portion of his body back as the clutching pressure upon his shoulders became more intense. With just enough clearance achieved, he catapulted his legs forward and planted them forcefully upon the chest of the HBX cyborg. The exerted force from Cypher's kick proved to be ineffective against the towering titanium robot, but provided just enough force to grant freedom from the shoulder-crushing clutch. As the soles of his black Air Force One sneakers connected with the surface of the elevated platform, Cypher touched his aching shoulders to confirm that they were structurally still intact. Although a bit frazzled by the kick, HBX remained concrete in his intentions and continued back toward the position of Cypher. The young cypher frantically searched around for something that would deter the advancing humanoid, but realized that the ultimate tool of defense hung around his neck. He lifted the double-faced medallion from his chest and placed it before the approaching HBX model, and almost instantaneously, the uniquely designed relic released a tri-colored circular ray of light that touched upon the physical composition of the cyborg. Fully engulfed by the ray, the newly invented synthoderm flesh peeled away from its human-like frame, much like flaking paint chips departing from a neglected wall. As each subsequent layer of lab-produced human-like tissue peeled away, it combusted into thick black flames and eventually dwindled itself into a pile of putrid-smelling dust. While this rancid dust found itself whisked away by the whirling winds, a lively titanium skeletal frame remained uncompromised and still connected with its mission of Cypher's destruction. Once again, Cypher searched anxiously for something to defend himself against the relentless metallic HBX endoskeleton. To his pleasant surprise, a mere five seconds swept by before the high quality titanium HBX frame imploded and disintegrated into a smoldering matter right before Cypher's eyes.
0: You yeah, yeah